I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, so we got the head coach, Eric Spolstra, here as the Heat gets set for training camp. They'll be out in Boca. Boca, so Atlantis, like no rooms available at, uh, at the Cove? What, what happened there? Why'd we, why are we staying here? This is some of the bureaucracy of, of the NBA. We're not allowed to go two years in a row. Otherwise... Is that true? Yeah, we'd be there every, uh, every year. We, you're not allowed to go outside the country. Uh, really, I think it's to uh, discourage uh, teams that would go to China every year for business uh, reasons or wherever. But, um, you know, it's a little bit different with us. So we're going to appeal it. Uh, hopefully we'll be able to go there every year okay. sometime in the, in, in the right. future. But we'll see. Next year we'll be there. Is there any extra rooms at the Boca Beach Club for like a radio show? <laughs> yeah, he wants to broadcast or... there. You guys want to. Why not? Where do you, where's That's your what studio? I was Brec- we're in Miami North Gardens. Miami. Yeah, Miami Gardens. But I'm coming from Pinecrest. So I, just, I need a night or two at the Beach Club. Yeah. 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 Maybe go get that it. team discount. Right. right. Talk to Donovan. All right. All right. So, hey, uh, off season, okay, obviously a lot of movement. Uh, there were new contracts given out for your club. How, how involved are you in, in that kind of decision making and, you know, keeping tabs on signing guys? How, how involved are you in all that? Yeah, we're, we're all involved. Um, that's one of the things I'm grateful uh, for how uh, this organization is run and how we've been able to grow, grow into roles. I mean, ultimately, it's Mickey and Pat. Uh, that make the final call but when we have to make a decision about a player or something personnel related uh, we all get in a room uh, together Pat uh, Mickey if he's in town Nick Andy and and myself Um, and so I feel very uh, included in all the decision making Um, there's a lot of moving parts this summer not only for us but uh, for everybody else around the league it's it's been crazy Uh, every single day it just seems like um, you go on the news and there's uh, two or three new players uh, going west um, but um, a lot of movement. Ultimately, I think uh, we all wanted to bring back this team, the majority of the group, just to see uh, what we could do uh, you know, with a full season. You mentioned that they're all moving west. Are you surprised by that? Uh, nothing really surprised me uh, this summer. Uh, it's an arms race out there. Uh, what Golden State has done is raise the bar, raise the standard, and everybody else is trying to chase to keep up. Um, so teams are now... Uh, really trying to to front load and, and put together the quote unquote super teams, uh, but look, we don't we don't necessarily buy into that. Um, how are those teams even defined, and who defines those? Ultimately, you still got to roll the ball out there and, and compete. You, you got to go for it. Our guys are wired that way, uh, that our guys want to compete against everybody, want to compete against the best. You have to have ultimate respect for what Golden State has done. Uh, for an organization that knows how difficult it is to climb that mountaintop. They've done it twice in the last three years, and they've done it really the right way. They defend. uh, There's been so much uh, about uh, their talent and the explosive offensive uh, outbursts they have, but they really do play the right way. They share the ball, and and they compete, and they do it at a high level, and and you see the results. Do you ever think about what it would be like if Golden State was this, what they are right now, if they were this five years ago when you guys were – 
you know, at your peak. Hey, it would have been interesting. Uh, you can't ever go back and, and play in any of these different eras and, and teams. Um, but our group, you know, we, we felt we could stack that group up against, against anybody. Um, I'm sure that would be uh, – there would be a lot of debate, uh, you know, even going against the other historical teams. But, you know, that's what, uh, that's what it's about for fans to be able to talk about those type of things, and we felt very proud of what we were able to do during those years. How much how – much, how about how much the game has changed? Because, I mean, you saw – you watched the finals of Cleveland and Golden State, and there's a ton of points being scored every yeah. game. I was watching a little bit of Game 7 with you guys in San Antonio in 2013 just a couple days ago. The score at the end of the first quarter was 18-15. Yeah, that that was a little bit uh, aberrational uh, for the playoffs. It, it, you had two such ultra-competitive defensive uh, teams. Um, but I'll tell you what, uh, if you remember in, in 2004 when uh, Mike D'Antoni, one of his first Phoenix Suns teams, remember yeah. people said that it, it, he was ruining the game, mm -hmm. uh, that the traditionalists were saying this is not how basketball was supposed to be played, this is not how it was meant to be played. Uh, that team averaged 24 three-point attempts a game. Which now, is every team now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, now that would be 21st, 22nd in the league. You have Houston now that uh, at some point will, will they average about 40, um, but they shot over 50 a handful of times last year. They will average 50 attempts at some point. And so logic would say in the next five years or so, there will be s several teams that average probably over 53-point attempts a, a game. It's not going back. Um, I don't know exactly where the game will go, but – I do know that like that'll only be maximized more, so it'll continue to change, and people will be uncomfortable by that change. And who knows? Maybe there'll be a, a, another seven-foot dominant big that'll change the game the other way. Who knows? But uh, right now, it's definitely trending in that direction. So every year, I like to pick a favorite player for the Heat. And this year, I got a bonus. I got a nice egg for myself. I got Kelly Olynyk. The fact that he's Canadian, number one, is awesome. Uh, yeah. Secondly. What is the, the the character trait that he might be bringing that really caught your eye? Uh, that might be this might be something different this year that he might be doing that you weren't seeing in Boston. We hated him. <laughs> I mean, it's one of those you, you love him when he's yours, you hate him when he's not. Yeah, he's tough. He competes, but he's he's super skilled. Uh, you know, he and Hassan got into it a, a couple times. Actually, they become uh, pretty decent friends uh, even before uh, uh, we we signed him. Um, but he's a winning basketball player. That's why. Boston valued him so much. Um, you know, other teams, he had other options uh, to sign uh, if he didn't sign with us. Uh, but he's super skilled. He, he grew up as a point guard, and then all of a sudden he grew a bunch. So you're talking about a, a point guard skill level that plays the center position. It fits with our personnel. It fits, he fits with our personality. Uh, and everybody that we've ever talked to, uh, you know, substantiates that. Great teammate. Uh, you know he's a, he's about winning and and he just wanted to be a part of a a, a good group so uh, it's a good guy to pick. You lost uh, your starting power forward for most of the season, Luke Babbitt. He goes and signs in Atlanta, so you know technically you have a, a spot open in the starting rotation there. Your bench worked so great last year, especially with Tyler and James Johnson. The team obviously committed a lot of money to James Johnson. Now does that play? And, and James Johnson was getting starting. He, he was starting in the postseason. Does, does the money, the contracts, that play a role at all as far as him, him being a starter? I love how you say postseason because that's how those games felt going down the stretch um, because we didn't make uh, the postseason. But, no, uh, our guy's contract never plays into my mind. And, and, you know, thankfully my bosses have never forced me to coach that way. 
where I have to coach to somebody's contract or expectations, it'll be based on merit. Um, and I think we, I also we have to be careful of not necessarily trying to replicate last year. Um, so that was a beautiful chemistry that that second unit had, and James Johnson was a big part of that. He and Tyler Johnson, you know, the Johnson and Johnson brothers, uh, we know how special that was. Uh, but that doesn't mean that if we're open to new possibilities and whether J.J. starts or not, maybe something else is born out of that that's better. Um, and I want to make sure that I'm open to that. Uh, the roster is a little bit different also, um, you know, adding – Kelly, but also having Justice back. That's it feels a, like you're adding Justice, too. I mean, he yeah. hardly played last year. I mean, you talk to people in Summer League, and people forgot we had him. Uh, you know, uh, John Calipari was out here watching practice and visiting with Bam and visiting with Coach Riley and I, and he said the first scrimmage, he looked at Justice and said, yeah, Justice made about three or four incredible plays. Uh, and he said, I forgot Justice was with you guys. And uh, that's like signing uh, a big free agent. Uh, during the summer, um, particularly the work that he's put in, he doesn't have to be something uh, bigger, better. Uh, he's put in the time. I just want him to go out there and enjoy the competition. What makes him special anyway is, is that he's a winning player, um, and he'll find his time and, and find a way to impact and help help this team. As the head man, do you find it difficult to, to get involved with these guys in the offseason because a guy like Justice kind of disappearing from the team, not being involved per se, always in the training room, not necessarily grinding it out on the court last year, um, is, is it difficult to, to keep him from becoming a little bit of a recluse by himself and, and actually getting the guys to hang around him or keep him involved in uh, some manner? That's a great point because I think the, the most he struggled was with the first two months. Uh, of his injury he wasn't around the team we were on the road quite a bit uh, and he wasn't able to do any kind of physical activity so he really struggled mentally uh, at that time but since then he's been around the team and this summer everybody's been around I mean yeah I couldn't get over when I heard all that you guys have been training together for a long time that's already. unusual right yeah it's very very unusual uh, guys were playing pickup games uh, you know two weeks after the season and sending me clips and um but Justice has been around all summer. He's been around our staff, around the players. Uh, so I think that's helped him mentally. Uh, like I said, uh, he had something taken away from him, his health. I want him just coming into this season, clear mind, get back to enjoying competition and playing basketball. He'll find a way to contribute. He doesn't have to meet anybody else's expectations. He's going to help this team in and, and whatever role that uh, presents itself. Um, but it, we're very uh, grateful to have him coming back. You mentioned that Olenek fits the personality of this team. Last season, it almost felt like we saw two different teams, one in the first half, one in the second half of the season. So how would you define the personality of this team? It'd be the same. Uh, our guys have an edge to them. You guys know that. Uh, we're a little edgy, uh, super competitive, ultra competitive, wear the emotions uh, on our sleeves. Uh, our guys compete over everything. Uh, it doesn't matter what we're doing in practice. Our guys are screaming and yelling at each other and uh, if we are competing, there's going to be a, a close uh, encounter to a fight. Um, but that's what defines this group, um, and that's what we think. You know, we can build off of. Uh, so those 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 characteristics, we think, will play well. Give me some uh, give me some thoughts here on Boston. Uh, Boston, obviously, a much different look now because they lose a bunch of players like Kelly Olynyk, uh, Avery Bradley, but they Isaiah Thomas. But you know they add uh, two two big star caliber players. Give me some thoughts on Celtics. Yeah, they're going to be good. They're supposed to be good. <laughs> I mean, we're not trying to run away from competition. Cleveland's going to be good. Uh, everybody's trying to make it easy and look for the easy way out. Now, if you want to compete for a title, you're going to have to knock off some some big teams. 
okay? And you're going to have to beat teams when they're, when they're good. So we have respect for Boston. Uh, I'm not uh, uh, knocking them or, 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 or hoping that, hey, that's going to take time. Uh, they have enough talent. They run, they run their shift the right way. Uh, they're going to be a formidable, formidable opponent. Um, let's play for it. Let's roll the ball out there and see what happens. Our guys want to compete and go after them. The, uh, the season starts a couple weeks early this year. Yeah. Do you guys like that? Does that make a big difference? What do you think of that? I don't know. I don't, I don't have an opinion about it right now. Um, you know, I think any time that the league makes a change, your first instinct is, oh, well, let's just do it the way we did. But, you know, the NFL did that. Um, you know, we've been, kind of been complaining about how long the preseason, you know, really was for, I guess, a, a few years. So I, I think it kind of speeds things up. But, uh, you know, if you're, if you're trying to incorporate a bunch of new guys or trying to get in shape, it probably makes it a little bit more challenging. We'll see the first two or three weeks of the season if it affects the product or not. Um, I think it'll be okay. Goron's yeah. training <laughs> regimen. You saw his picture, right? Nasty. Jacked. <laughs> Nasty. Yeah, he's jacked. He, he, he put in a, a great summer. Did you guys work. send your staff up there to go <laughs> hang out with him? We, uh, we visited him three times this summer. But um, those were 10 day stints. He's doing those Rocky Four European style workouts yeah. with like telephone poles. <laughs> Drago style. Running up hills. Yeah. yeah. Excellent yeah. job, coach. Thanks okay. a lot. All right, guys. All right. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.